for you I'm empty handing and I'm feeling blue and I'm gonna dream till the day that I die Hey, welcome to the show. Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 8 of Domestic Pints. Oh wait, no, episode 9. Sorry, of Domestic Pints only. Uh, a podcast about beer and friendship. My name is John and joining me are my co-hosts, Tom. Hey, how's it going? And Alex. Hello. And joining us today is a fourth special guest, Steve. Say hello. Hey. AKA, AKA Spouse, Stout Specialist Steve, the triple yes. S man. Stout Specialist, oh our man. Stout, our Stout Doctor is in, is in session. Uh, today no is a pretty exciting week. Uh, today is Stout Week. Uh, so before we get into our beers list today, um, our usual plug, of course, um, you can find us uh, if you want to reach out to us by email, if you have any requests, or if you just have any general comments on the show, uh, reach us out at uh, domesticpintsonly at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. If you want to find us on Twitter at Domestic Pints, if you want to find us on Instagram and TikTok at Domestic Pints Only. And uh, hopefully by the time, maybe next week when this episode is uh it under wraps uh, will be up finally. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, the various podcasting platforms we're hoping to uh, release shortly, and we're hoping to be out on a variety of platforms. Um, once we're officially out and we've, we're going to publish our episodes, we'll be sure to send some updates on our um, social media platforms. So keep your eyes uh, focused on those platforms. Um, I guess we should probably get into it. We've got a pretty fun suite of beers. Does anybody want to mention anything before we uh, move on to our beer suite? Well, well I think it's, it's cool to mention... Sorry. Oh, you go ahead, Tom. No, I was just going to say, pretty much today is just a big day. It's stout day for us. We're going to do something a little bit different today. We're focusing more about like more localized domestic pints. You could even say these are craft pints. But again, these are particularly different term from our traditional like commercialized stuff. These are very local to where we live, each in Calgary, Edmonton, and Ottawa. And I think this is just a really good point of view out that these are still classified as domestic pints and we would get and into these eventually coming at us with uh, a guest a guest out from pinoca too so we're yeah. getting into small town breweries too exactly mm-hmm. yeah i think this is really good stuff i think this is a really great episode i think everyone will enjoy this i just want to kind of kick off steve you want to kind of just introduce yourself give a little blurb about you Sure. So I'm Steve from Calgary and, uh, you know, just, just hearing about this, this awesome podcast with, with Alex and you guys of, of domestic pints only, I thought it was just a spectacular idea. And then this idea of stout day came up and well, I got to be part of this. This is, uh, my first beer I ever had was a stout. It was Guinness sitting inside Hurley's Irish pub in Montreal, my introduction to drinking alcohol. So stouts have a near and dear, uh, place in my heart. So I got to be part of this. Nice. That's fucking awesome. I love that bar, by the way, Montreal. Great bar. <laughs> awesome. So I think we're going to actually be doing four cans today because of our special guest today. So we're going to kick off with uh, our first beer. I believe this is your beer, John, that you want to start with. Yes, it is. Before I kick off, I just want to say it's uh, February 20th, 2021. I like to always note because uh, I think when we launch, we're going to be uh, a few episodes ahead or uh, of the schedule. So when you hear our first episode that we recorded in January, it's going to be like, if not February, March. So right now, as of today, February 20th, 2021. And our first beer, um, we're going to be talking about some pretty crafty ones uh, in Edmonton and Calgary. But our first beer is a formerly a crafty beer now owned under the Labatt umbrella. This is Mill Street Brewery, a cobblestone, cobblestone nitro stout. Nitro. Nitro. 
So this is um, this is an interesting beer, and I mean, we're going to eventually get into talking about some of the the Mill Street beers. I mean, I think for a lot of us, uh, for me, Alex and Tom, um, and possibly Steve too, like these um, throughout like the late two thousands, I think Mill Street was one of like the most popular uh, craft beers. They were certainly a staple here in Ottawa and a lot of uh, university and college bars. Um, just to do a quick little origin story about Mill Street was founded in Toronto in 2002. As, as I noted, they were formerly an independent brewery. And as I said, like when you, when you used to talk about like the history of craft brewing in Ontario, uh, Mill Street was a very dominant player in that space throughout most of the, the 2000s up until the, uh, even through the 2010s. Um, but in 2015, uh, they were purchased by uh, Anheuser-Busch. So, you know, as, as a result, this was in 2015, as a result, um, the Ontario Craft Brewers uh, organization, they removed them. A lot of people now don't really consider them to be, you know, a craft brewery. I mean, they're no longer really an independent brewery. However, I will say um, the beers themselves that I remember drinking that, you know, I drank when these were, this was an independent company, uh, largely taste the same in my opinion. And I think, you know, we, we, there's a, there is a distinct, distinct distinction between like an independent brewery and just craft beer, because when I think when we say craft beer, we're just talking about, you know, experimentation, uh, various flavors um, that can necessarily, doesn't have to necessarily be from an independent brewery company. I think a lot of, you know, popular companies, larger domestic or import companies can also uh, experiment and do exciting beer. So, you know, even though yeah, this I mean, was purchased by Labatt, still, still pretty crafty, I think. Yeah. And I mean, nice. it's, uh, it's allowed it to be available where we're all located, which is very interesting. Like this was a Toronto and just kind of, southern ontario beer for a very long time and i was able to pick it up locally here which is which is great yeah and um of course as they said they, they found it in toronto uh, they their first location was 55 mill street right in the heart of the distillery district it's still there today i was there uh last year and stopped in nice uh, but of course they've expanded out you can find them not just in ontario but in other regions of the country as well um in my city in ottawa in 2011 they purchased um, the, uh, an old mill owned on the National Capital Commission property. It's like a 140-year-old mill. Um, and now that's like one of the locations of the Ottawa uh, Mill Street Brew Pub. And it's, it's a place that means a lot to me because that's right along the running path. So during the summer, I like to do a lot of jogging. And I probably pass by that area, that brew pub, probably like a oh, couple of times a week. That's such a scenic brew summer. pub there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful location. In 2011, they also opened up a spot in the Pearson Airport. Um, so this beer, as I mentioned, is... Pobblestone. It's an, it's most notably a nitro stout, which um, you know Ooh. a lot of stouts. Sometimes you get a lot of common, um, you know, typical carbonated stouts. This one's a little bit different. Um, it's um, I it's love the nitro process. You I do. Think I think the, the nitrogen it makes it a much better so full body beer. So much better, well, and it makes it even more drinkable uh, outside of winter time too, because you're getting a little bit of that refreshment value in with the nitrogenated too. Absolutely. That's true. And I want, also want to mention, because I don't think we talked about this other beer, so just to give a little summary of scores, this has a 3.6 on Untapped. So if you use the Untapped app for tracking your beer consumption and reviewing and rating beers, it's that's what score on there. And on the popular website, beeradvocate.com, it's got an 86, which is very good. So, hey, those are pretty yeah. uh, pleasant those are scores. high scores. Oh, oh right. Scores think... matter? Domestic points yeah. only. Domestic yeah. points <laughs> only score. That's exactly if it. If it's not a DPO score, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, to show some love to the vast community of beer consumers, you know, because um, I, I mean, I guess let's, so. just, let's get into it. Let's talk about the can. Um, this can, it's, um, I think Mill Street, they have a pretty interesting, nice kind of distinct looking cans. Um, you know, it's got this kind of gold trim along the top where you can kind of see, it looks like a various design of like kind of their old location. And they've got like a, 
a Mill yeah. Street truck. I think that's um, a pretty staple for Mill Street. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, you should note as well, um, we're drinking these in tall cans. Um, sometimes the Mill Street bottles do look a little bit different from the cans. So in this case, we are drinking uh, the tall cans. It's um, it's nothing really that exciting going on. It's got like the cobblestone nitro stout in a nice big bold font on the top with this like bundled grain wheat in the middle. It's no notably it's organic. So this is an organic beer, even though Mill Street oh, yeah. has a beer that they distinctly market the Mill Street organic. So it's kind of interesting how yeah. this is also organic, but not heavily marketed distinctly as an organic uh, beer. Uh, it's got a little yeah. bit of text on it saying our nitrogen charged organic cobblestone stout is an exercise in smooth with a deep roasted smoky palate and a crisp lingering hop note on the finish. This is a stout lover stout. This classic pub ale is a gift from our brewers to you. Um, yeah, this is, um, this, this can is cool. This is a 4.2 ABV, 48 IBU. Um, what do you guys, I'll, I'll get to my score, but I want to just open up the discussion. What do you guys think about the can? I like the color scheme on this. I really like the matte black on here and the gold, like the, like a faded gold. I think it really looks really well together. It is, I guess you could kind of say, it's like a little bit boring, but I like how this is, that is like the color scheme. I like how the bundle of wheat is on like a cobblestone brick. I think that really plays on like the word play and stuff like that. And I think it's really like kind of classic. Like this is easily recognizable if you've ever had this before. You can pretty much point this out in a store, no problem, I think. And uh, I'm really excited to try this because I have had this before and I'm really excited really liked it so i might be a little bit biased but i really like the color scheme and stuff like that and uh so, yeah as an engineer i always get uh, intrigued by the dimensions and what people choose how they choose to package things and the first thing i noticed mm -hmm. this is not a regular 473 mil can it's a 440 and i was like mm -hmm. okay so where what's what's going on with this thing and it we found out alex and i hear it was slightly taller than the other tall boys but quite yeah. a bit thinner so it oh, added right it's it's kind of deceiving you yeah. into thinking you're you're getting more when in fact you're getting thirty that's, some mils less. They ripped us off. They ripped us off. <laughs> yeah, that's good marketing on their. It's just like yeah. cereal boxes now, everything's getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. We're all going to be eating little capsules of soil and green in the future. I'm sure of that. I, I have to say, like, and I I normally go for like hands that have a bunch more information or like history behind it, but I do kind of like the top part where it's cartoony. It reminds me of a, a slightly more sophisticated um, Pilsner can, like the uh, like the Pilsner one with the, all the, the airplane and all that stuff on it. But um, yeah, I, I think it's kind of a blend of old and new, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, Mill Street, like there's throughout like the history, like a lot of original, you know, beer companies that kind of sprung up in the throughout the 20th century, a lot of them got swallowed up by like companies like Labatt or the larger producers at the time. The a lot whole of them AB and Bev. Yeah. A lot of them got yeah. either swallowed up or disappeared or really altered in some way. But I do like, I know we're talking about the can, but I just want to quickly point out, I do like the fact that, you know, Labatt has purchased um, Mill Street. At the time, there's a little bit of acrimony. I think, you know, especially people who are very into the craft scene and independent breweries, they're really sensitive to the idea of like a large company taking them over. Certainly one like Anheuser-Busch, but I will say, I think, Overall, their their suite of beers, they they've treated them with a lot of respect. Like in the design, they haven't really changed it up a lot. Um, their designing and packaging, and the way they, uh, both on their their bottles and their cans, has rain, remained consistent. Um, I think the taste, from what I can remember, we're gonna talk, we're gonna taste this one very shortly, but they they're still pretty tasty. They they taste like what I remember drinking in like two thousand circa two thousand and nine. Yeah. And um, overall, they've introduced they've 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 even introduced a couple of new ones. I know every season they do like their pumpkin beers, and I, I personally I really enjoy them so. 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we used to have a Mill Street in Calgary. Unfortunately, it closed last year, kind of at the f- beginning of COVID. But um, yeah, I'm I'm very fond of these beers. But um, yeah. let's get into scores, John. What All do right. you think of the can? Um, I, I liked it a lot. Um, it's got it's got a nice distinct look on it. As Tom said, it's got that nice uh, matte look. I didn't realize it was actually like a slightly taller can and, and slightly skinnier can. And now that I, I'm putting it up against all the rest of them, I can't see it. And to me, that's a little bit of a, I don't know if I want to call it a disappointment because I mean, it's still like a satisfying quantity of beer for like a tall can, but it's interesting how it has that tallness to it. I think it might be a little deceiving. You know, I don't like, I don't like when my companies uh, try to play around with sizing and quantities to like to make me confused. So maybe that's going to be a little knock against me. I'm going to give it a 6.5. I think it's a, a nice looking can. It's pretty plain, but it's very pleasant looking. I don't like it as much as like some of the other Mill Street cans and, and bottles, but overall it's quite good. What do you think, Tom? Oh, I like this can. I'm giving it an eight. I think this is real. I, the color scheme gets me, especially if you like something I like, you got my vote for it, so I'm giving it an I like eight. It. I, I like hot. the matte, matte black. It's a fucking sexy color. I'm going. In, I, I I'm giving it a seven. I mean, um, it doesn't have some of the other um, kind of stories or themes behind it. I would say, just looking at some of the other beers we're looking at today. But I do think it's uh, it's aesthetically pleasing. I was incredibly stoked to find it because I went to so many liquor stores looking for it. So it was almost like a sigh of relief when I saw this matte black can. But uh, I'll give it a seven. Steve, what do you think? Well, you know, I think I think stouts should have black cans just in general, which I kind of like. But I, I'm I'm with John on this one. The fact that I'm being chipped out of beer is a, it's a huge knock for me. So uh, I'm going with a six. I'm I'm going to go even worse than you guys. The stout specialists making it rain. Yeah, and coming in negative. <laughs> 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 it stinks. It stinks. Okay, sweet. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. So um, that, that Ooh, was uh, that time. I just want to say our ASMR audience is really going to love it because we have multiple, uh, we have more cans. We have one more good. can than usual. So we're good. You're going to get like a, a true like THX experience. Like when you get you're that. All right. Oh, awesome. yeah. that's all right. John, count us down. All right. Let's get ready. Five, four, three, two, one. Crack them. Oh, oh nice yeah. Quite. We got an explosion going on here. Yep. D2. D2. Is, what the hell? Oh, yeah. Wow. This uh, nitrogen, I tell you. Well, yeah, but I, I got to tell you, I just want to say to our audience, we were hoping to get a different beer for this episode, an Ottawa beer. And that one, you actually have to shake it before you crack. So the fact that it's, I'm opening it still and it's all right. So, so before. All place, wow. That was surprising. But before everyone, anyone misses it, because we have this nitrogenated beer, we got to talk about one of the one of the main C's. I'm calling them C's of stouts. And that is the Cascade. So this is, you know, when you have a Guinness, as far as I'm concerned, nothing cascades as beautifully as a Guinness. But when you pour this out into a glass and watch the, the various uh, different browns and blacks kind of blend as, as you're, you're pouring, and it's what Guinness calls the Cascade going from bottom to top, the head is disappearing magnificently, or at least it should in a proper stout. In this one, I don't know if it's just because of the fact how, how Alex handled this bringing this home or yeah, not probably but, just shook it. Went but he shook the crap out of this or something I'm, I'm getting a whole lot ahead and not a great cascade so yeah i feel you on that like it's pretty much the same color from top to bottom but a lot ahead i didn't expect it, it to like explode like it did like uh i mean yeah. i was just opening it from like a still position it hasn't i've, I've had this beer for a while at my house so uh typically, i did press mo- the top of mine and like i did notice that there was a fair amount of pressure yeah mine did really good i waterproofed my table so, yeah, anyhow, right on. But I was beer. gonna, 
I was going to mention though, like on most nitro beers, you're really supposed to like pour them hard or at least shake yeah. them some most times. Like I know on other craft um, nitro stouts, it says right on the can, like pour hard or shake. Yeah, which goes against like, you know, popular beer yeah. consumption ideology. You're like, I got to shake my beer to open it. You like just expect that it's going to explode on you, but totally not so often with the nitro. So, right. I'm, I'm, putting, I'm knocking it down on the cascade feature here anyway. Perfect. Let's see how it tastes. Yep. That's a nice smell. Mm -hmm. I always forget order. I just want to drink it so fast. Very dry. I, I yeah. like how it smells. It has a really kind of like a, a rich smell, but it's not like overpowering. It's very subtle, but it still uh, yeah, smells it, great. It smells great. I it's, it's a little bit bitter, I would say. Like typically, like I like um, when I think of a stout, I think kind of of the the deep flavors of like either the coffees and the chocolates. And I'm not getting a lot of that in this one. I'm just, I'm getting a, it's, it's quite bitter. I mean, I like it. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah. it wasn't what I it was is expecting. Better. It is bitter, but it doesn't really, it doesn't advertise that it has like a coffee or chocolate kind of note or theme mm. to it. It's just cobblestone stout. That's it. Yeah, it is. It is quite smooth and it, it's, it feels very, like it, it's, it doesn't, it's not very heavy. It, it, it has like yeah, a it's very flavor. light tasting. Yeah. Very mm. dry, very light. Um, yeah, you usually drink these all day. Yeah, there's like barely there's little aftertaste too. Like it's, the, um, it's out of my palate right after. Well, well, it's almost as if they were trying to replicate a Guinness. Like it's it's almost yeah. the same. It's almost the same alcohol content. I can see a that nice cascade. Well, but it's not really. But it's too the, the cascade's too quick. No, it, it's it's yeah. it's not a nice slow elegant uh, you know pouring experience, but. Yeah. You know, in terms of color, like what have we got here? It's, I mean, I, it's, it's extremely black. I, mm -hmm. I don't catch, I don't know. I've got so much head going on this from the explosion that yeah. I can't really. Mine's <laughs> dissipating, but it's taking a while. It's, um, yeah, it's quite later alcohol content compared to the beers we're going to be consuming afterwards. Yeah. Like, this is a 4.2. Yeah. yeah. It's quite, I, uh, I it's almost that, like a light beer. Yeah. Yeah. I view that negatively. Like aside from a Guinness, when I think of a stout, I like a strong beer. Like I, mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to have stouts all day. Like I'm going to choose like one stout, maybe have one or two of them and have like a six and a half percent beer. That's kind of my, my, um, preference with stouts. That being said, it is a very refreshing drink. Like I, yeah. I'll say that, like I, um, it's tasty. It, I'm not overly like, I'm not wowed by this beer though. I would say, um, the alcohol content is a negative for me. Um, the cascade and the head is, it's not very foamy. I would say like it's, um, mine is, mine it's is got about kind of, like an inch of foam. Still, I'm still hanging on. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, that's the same with mine, John. It's mm -hmm. the nitrogen is always great though. I have to say having a yeah. bit of a, like a charged beer is, is a positive, but, um, like in terms of taste and mouthfeel, like, I think that's kind of like our next scoring bucket. Yeah. Um, good mouthfeel bitter i just i don't really like light stouts so um i'm gonna give this a six i just i'm not really? overly impressed to be honest six john what's your score i'm gonna be actually a little bit optimistic i think it's a it's a perfectly fine uh, stout I, I i don't think it's as good as guinness like this is like a step below guinness but i think if you're someone who is just typically drank like normal domestic beers like especially here in canada you've drinking blue or canadian or if you're from the states you just drink in like you know bud or, or coors or, or or what have you um i think 
you know, this is this would actually make for a pretty good introductory stout uh, to someone who's kind of not really familiar with them because it is quite light, uh, both just in in volume and taste, and also just in general alcohol content. So you could actually drink quite a few of these. Um, it's nothing really sexy about it. It's not giving me kind of unique flavors or a lot of the stuff we're going to get to is a lot of craft beers. They tend to add a lot of little. Um, fun little taste and flavors and elements. This one's pretty straightforward. It's a dry nitro stout. I'll give it a seven. I think it's 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 quite drinkable. It's tasty. It's not to the same extent as like a Guinness, which I think is quite a good beer. But um, I think this would make for a pretty pleasant uh, kind of introductory experience into stouts for someone who's not really accustomed to them. I definitely agree with you, John. I'm also going to give this a seven. I think this is like a next step after if you've never had a stout before, but you've had like a Guinness before, I think this, if you wanted to venture out in the stout mapping, I'd say this would be your next stop. If you want to kind of branch off, it is refreshing. It's kind of light tasting. I don't mind. I really actually like this because I can drink it all day. But again, I like how it's nitro, but it's doesn't have that kind of like flavor profile that other stouts have. So I'm giving it a seven without justification all right cool how about you guys well i'm uh you know i can't i'm just looking at what's on the can here what am what am i supposed to be tasting and, and comparing it to what i was actually tasting while i've been listening to you guys give your your comparison it's like it says deep roasted smoky palate crisp lingering hop note i'm definitely getting the deep roast not getting much of the smoke not getting much of the crisp getting a whole lot of the bitterness uh and the bitterness is what's lingering for me i'm I, I'm saying this is a run-of-the-mill, run-of-the-mill stout, and going with a six. Nice. That's still fair. fair. Yeah, I feel like, especially like you mentioned, Mill Street's like in an air fork and like Mill Street uh, organic water. It's also a very light alcohol content beer. Like I just feel like this is just your kind of everyday stout. I mean, I would, I would definitely prefer a Guinness over any of this stuff. Um, uh, or sorry, this specific. There's other beers that I might actually. Like, but um, yeah, I just think uh, it is kind of your run of the mill. I think I should get credit for my, the pun of run of the mill. I know. On I the mill street. <laughs> That's brilliant. That was excellent. So bit of a pivot in terms of how we're scoring. We typically have this set for nostalgia, um, like the third rating. But um, with just the, the way that uh, we've designed this episode where we're talking about um, – Beers we've never even experienced before. We're all bringing one beer to the table that we know well. Um, so we can't really talk about nostalgia because like the, the only nostalgia I have on this beer is drinking it right now. And uh, I don't really want to get into that. So we're actually going to go, we're going to take a step towards what Steve mentioned with some of his uh, C's for the stout that he looks in there. And um, rather than score nostalgia out of 10, we're going to rate the stout C's out of 10. And this is a collective score like, do you think this embodies what we look for in a stout? So that would be creamy, cascade, coffee and chocolate, color, and alcohol con alcohol content. Um, I think those are the the there are more C's if you think about it as well too. Like if you're um, like constitution as well, but I think it's kind of like your mouth feel though. Like it's, yeah, it's how thick is it? How much does it feel like a meal? And I think this just embodies what you think of when you think of those like iconic stouts, like the Guinnesses of the world. Um, so yeah, let's, let's uh, 
Steve, you brought up the Stout Seas. Why don't you write this sure. first? Well, okay, so I already mentioned one of them. I, you know, Cascade, I'm, I'm not giving it much much points for Cascade, although I'm, I'm going to blame Alex for maybe maybe uh, subverting some of how this is supposed to pour, but I didn't see much for Cascade going on. Definitely getting some cream cream uh, constant and constitution points in here, though. There is, it is a little bit thicker. It, it doesn't taste like a black IPA, for example, or something where yeah. it's, where it's thin and, you know, there's, there's some cream and some constitution to it. I'm not getting much on the coffee chocolate scale here at all. Just a whole lot of bitterness. Uh, the color is nice and black though. Like there's no, it's, it's, a, if, I mean, at, at the worst, it's an extremely dark, dark brown. I'm not getting any tan or anything. It's a nice black. This resembles crude oil to me. Like yeah, a, li a little, a little bit. So, you know, uh, and then the alcohol content, we already kind of said it, it's, it's fairly low at four, which depending on what you're trying to do today, if you're, if you're going to drink this all day, a four or four is great. But if you're looking for something to knock you off your socks and so I'm, I'm going to stick with my, my rating here on my, on the C's and I'm, I'm going to go give it a, maybe about a five. Cause I, again, like good cream, no cascade, no coffee, good color, good constitution. So I'm going to stick with the run of the mill five, five on the C's. Nice. Nice. That's a pretty borderline. I'd like Tom, to say I was thinking like again like I agree with Steve on a lot of those notes like the cream was pretty was all right there wasn't any cascade there's no chocolate or coffee but it doesn't advertise it as that though That's so fair. I can't really I can't really complain too much about that That's fair. but again like I kind of want that though but I'm going to give it for my seat for the stage as a as a standard I want to give it a 6.5 just how it holds up Great. John, what are you thinking? Um, I'm actually going to give it a 6.5 as well. I think it's fine. Um, it's got a lower co alcohol content, which I think for some people who are really into stats would be kind of surprised by. But I do feel like that's not necessarily a negative, especially if you're intentionally trying to consume overall less alcohol or if you want to drink a lot of stouts and not be too full or like drink two stouts and be like, I'm done for the day. Um, for some people who are into who, who, don't, who are a little bit sensitive to that, that's kind of a, that might be a positive to some very mild dryness to it, which I actually don't dislike, but there's not a lot of flavor there. Like, as we mentioned, coffee, chocolate, not really much of that there. A little bit of mild cascade at the beginning when it poured, but it very afterwards, uh, relatively flat. I'll give it a 6.5. Nice. What do you think, Alex? I'm going to come in at a six. I think, nice. um, yeah, I mean, it, it has a lot of those qualities. I don't think that they're outstanding in a lot of those qualities, but... Um, it's, it's kind of basic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's your run-of-the-mill stout. Like, I, I do think that um, if I can add another C in cost, like, this is a mm. very reasonably priced stout. A like good I, C to add, I might add. It was three fifty, I think, a can, which is extremely reasonable for a beer like this. Um mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I just, I wouldn't go out of my way to get this one again. I have to say, like, I, I look for other things in a stout, but I do think that it does embody a lot of the characters that we're looking for, just not in an outstanding way. So um, moving into this sort of bonus or modifier. Modifier, um, are you going to give it the modifier? So yeah, the, the modifier, just Steve, for clarity, I don't know if we mentioned this, we give an extra 0.5. If we think that we've underrated a beer, um if you like if if it tasted great and had a bad can or something you can add an extra half a point to kind of round up the average gotcha um i'm not giving it the modifier i just don't think it, like it's uh it's it's not wowing me i would say like i i mean i'm drinking it and I, it's not bad but i mean it's it, it's not great in my mind 
Steve, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I'm with you on that. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, you know, I'm looking, I'm just reviewing my scores here and going if I've been fair with this. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of an average, average score for an average out. So I think that that's, I'm going to let it stand. Very fair. John, what are you thinking? I'm not going to give it a modifier either. I, I mentioned that I don't dislike this beer. I think it's a pleasant beer to drink. Um, I, I think it makes for a pretty good introductory stout. But frankly, I think like Guinness makes for even better introductory stout. So I would rather if I was trying to get some of the stouts, just try Guinness. It's great. Um, not going to give it as a, a modifier. I do want to say for terms of we didn't talk about nostalgia. I do have a lot of fun memories with Mill Street, but I think I'll save those for when we get to like more of the other suite of Mill Street beers in a future Definitely. episode, because I think those ones are the ones I've had more, the cobblestone much less compared to some of the other Mill Street offerings. Tom, are you going to no. give it the modifier? No, I'm not going to give it the modifier. I do like this beer. I think it's not bad. Like it's drinkable for sure. But I think this is like kind of pretty kind of basic. I think this is like the second <laughs> cup to Starbucks of beers pretty much like Guinness being Starbucks. And this is like <laughs> Second almost cup. takes so, like it tastes like a Starbucks coffee almost. <laughs> yeah, like it, <laughs> like it's, a watery like, nothing, Starbucks coffee. It's, it's nothing fancy. It's readily like again, like this is readily available for us. We got this in two different provinces across Canada. And I just I don't know. I think it could be a little bit better. Mill Street, do do just up your game a bit, please. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's uh, I think that's fair. Like, um, I mean, I'm glad that we rated this beer. I think it was one that like people will look at because it's it's a reputable company, widely available. Um, that is and true. It really embodies the domestic pints only like um, group of beers. So nice. Well, let's move on to the second beer now. I'm kind of excited so, for this. So this is Steve's beer. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, so Siding 14, Cold Pusher. Do I get do I get to introduce uh, Siding 14 Brewery here a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Okay, so so this is uh, out of a small town called Pinoca in Alberta. It's about an hour south of south of Edmonton. Uh, siding the name Siding 14 comes from the fact that this this little town existed just prior to Alberta being constituted as a province in the 1900s. There was a rail rail line called the Calgary Edmonton Railway. And it was eventually bought out by Canadian Pacific, but uh, this town was nothing more than a refueling station for the trains in between Calgary and Edmonton uh, for quite some time. And then eventually someone changed the name of, of the, the siding that it was from siding 14. Someone finally changed the, the name and put up this name Pinoca and that's how the town sort of came to be. So all of their brews are railway themed uh right right down their their product line and they've got a, a fairly decent product line that's a fairly new beer to the town they've put a new uh a new tasting brew pub in town which is great highly popular uh they've got all sorts of the local uh, ingredients that they're using to to grow it with there for tasting for like they've got some barley some oats some some roasted oats to kind of snack on as you're as you're eating it and whatever so uh i kind of wanted to put this this little small town on our domestic pints only map and they have a, a what i think is a great stout so also shout out for people living in calgary they will deliver from pinoca to calgary and edmonton free of charge yep. every week right to your door that's really good as far as pinoca from edmonton or so calgary. An hour. Hour south hour south of edmonton two hours okay. north of north of calgary so just outside it's red just deer. north of red deer oh it's, okay yeah. so it's north of red deer okay cool cool yeah, it's just in between here, Edmonton, sorry, and Red Deer. It's a nice so little the, town. So the Cold Pusher Stout is a, it's got, you know, it's a 60 IBU, 5.6%. Uh, it's got a nice little rail story on it telling you about why they called it the Cold Pusher. 
and uh, just kind of want to give a shout out. I was able to reach out to the brewmaster this week to just give me some extra notes on this that we can talk about as we're, as we're drinking it. But he was, he was totally, totally thrilled that uh, someone reached out and, and congratulated on, on putting this podcast together and featuring some of these, some of these kind of pints. Oh, wow. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for the, the love. Appreciate it. Yeah. Always nothing but love here. This, uh, this is an interesting can. I have to say, like we, we've looked at a lot of cans that are just like a sticker on top of a beer. But this has some like story behind it, actually, like talking about what a coal pusher does um, in terms of helping move coal within convenient reach. Like it really shows like how this fits into the overall, like I feel like this fits into their overall beer portfolio, but it also like this is how it fits into this whole like railway operating system, which is it's very cool. Um, it does say strong beer on it, so I'm quite excited for that. That's typically my go-to. Um, what do you guys think? I really like this color scheme. I like how it's the flat black and like this kind of like, again, like a charcoal kind of color around the logo of the coal pusher and the silver. I think it really goes, the color scheme is excellent. I think this is way better than the cobblestone one. And I rated that pretty high. I like how it has like the whole story behind it, uh, how like what the coal pusher does again and how like what you're going to taste and it has all your ingredients on here. And I think this is just kind of like a very, it's a simplistic can, but I think it has a lot going on with it. John, what yeah, do you think? It's also a very thin metal. I don't know if anyone realized this. Um, I, I've been just talking to some people that work in the beer industry, but there is an aluminum shortage. So a lot of companies are going with much thinner profile cans in order to save on costs. Maybe that's why we've had a few cans. I'm cleaning up my table from explosions. Yeah. Well, and a lot of these, these smaller brewers are also there. There's a huge cost differential between uh, printing directly on cans and putting the stickers on. And you got to, I, you know, I know a guy who's, who's got a cidery going on here right now. He's kind of in the same boat where you have to be able to pre-order so many cans in order to really make up that, that few, few cents a can differential. Uh, for, for me, it's, you know, if you're, if we're rating the can here, as we will in a few minutes, it'll be something you knock against simply, simply because of it, it's a sticker on a can, but, uh, but that's just the reality for some of these really small brewers right now. Yeah. I mean, whatever keeps costs down for the price per can for me, I'm quite, I was going to put, I was actually going to point that out that this is a sticker and I'm peeling it off right now. But, um, I like the sticker. Don't get me wrong. I think the color profile, having that dark yeah. black um is uh the whole scheme. yeah it's great um who wants to kick off the scoring here uh, i'll kick it off for i want to give it an 8.5 because i like the color scheme i think it's a little bit better than the mill street cobblestone but i i think this is a really cool looking can and i think it really really grabs your attention so yeah i'm giving it an 8.5 john um i really like this can i'm i have a kind of an a uh, appreciation of some of the smaller can uh, craft beers. Like there's a craft brewery next near, near my house called a tooth and ale. They do like the small cans. That's kind of their thing. Like no other uh, big brewer, uh, independent, big independent brewer in Ottawa does that. So I like that, how they do that with their cans. Um, yeah. I, I think you could say the sticker on the can is a bit of a knock, but I do, I do think it adds like a little bit of like a, a grunginess to it with, which I appreciate. Like it feels like, uh, you know, it's, it's not from some big uh, successful, like huge established producer. It, it definitely is coming from a smaller independent brewery, which I like, I love the, the artwork on it. Wow. It's, it's so beautiful. Like the, um, seeing them like doing the, the, the coal, it's a really interesting uh, start drawing. It looks really nice with the metallic, 
um, can, like the color, uh, you know, how it blends with the composition looks really nice. Um, it's a little bit busy, but I don't think that's necessarily bad. Like it's got a lot of cool information on it. I love the little story at the back. Like I didn't, I don't know much about uh, small towns in Alberta outside, of, you know, to me, like outside of Calgary and Edmonton. You mean you don't know how, how a steam locomotive operates? <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping uh, next time I come to Alberta, I'm going to get a chance to maybe do some more traveling around there. But uh, I, I do love the artwork on it, but it's a little busy, but I think it, it's really well done. So I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give it an eight as well. I'm, I'm going with the eight and a half here too. I, I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the artwork. All of their cans have different artwork on it, depending on what, what the theme of the can is. I, I do agree oh, really? at first it was a little bit off-putting. It's a little bit busy. And then when you stare at it, you kind of go, oh, that's kind of fun to like look at when you're holding the can, you know, in, in spite of everything I said about the, the, uh, the you know, the, having a sticker on just a, a plain silver can. I think in this case it works because it almost looks like it's, it's the front of a train and maybe it's a little bit part of the, of an intentional choice. So uh, I'm sticking with the eight and a half rating on the can. Yeah, I was going to go an 8.5 and mention that girl on the Wow, almost all in agreement. Old locomotive. So, um, yeah, I like it. And I mean, there's just like neat little features in terms of above all of that, you see some grain as well, too. And um, I mean, it's called the coal pusher and someone's shoveling coal right on the front. Like, I think this is just very creative. Um, and well, like it's a basic plain can. They've done a lot with it. And yeah, I, I like this a lot. So I'm excited to try this, I have to say. Cool. I also want to note for the outs uh, the outside beer community, it's got a, a 3.8, um, sorry, it's got a 3.9 on, sorry, 3.8, uh, 3.7 on untapped. Um, and it's also got, let me check the score on Beer Advocate. It's got a, oh, not applicable because I think there's a small sample size of scores. So I want to say like these ones have much less scores compared to, like the cobble so much probably has thousands of reviews because this is coming from a smaller independent brewery in small town alberta well, uh, but it has a 3.94 average so quite good yeah. yeah yeah all right steve count us down oh, oh my god count. from three two one. Ooh, that was a good fucking pot oh it smells quite pleasant That's all nice. right nice. i'm giving her a good solid pour here i'm getting some really nice cascade very little head Great color. Fantastic. Yeah, I like this color. It almost looks like literally like a darker chocolate. Good smell. Immediate nice, dark, nice dark brown head. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the smell is very, it's very pleasant. I think this is gonna taste phenomenal. Let's see how it tastes. Ooh, that tastes pretty good. I think this is way has a way better flavor profile than the previous Mill Street. I should note I'm here in Ottawa. Mine has a little bit of a bigger head. <laughs> I'm just waiting for my head to go down a little bit more. <laughs> but I love this the aroma of it's quite nice. It's got a nice uh, nutty kind of aroma. nice dark color on the head too. John, I gave mine just a really just pour straight <laughs> in the glass just to see what it would do in a cascade kind of and, and I've got a fairly fairly good head on but it's disappearing fast so that's yeah this yeah. i i like how it has a bit of carbonation behind it i found the cobblestone very flat this has just a, a better overall profile. i have to say that this has a really dark flavor it's sorry color as well mm -hmm. like it's very very opaque and um i love the taste of it. it has a very i think this is more of a coffee pro taste profile in Definitely. my opinion 
Yeah, it says chocolate and coffee, but I'm getting way more coffee than chocolate, which is a good thing. I mean, I drink yeah. my coffee black. I would this almost tastes like one of my cups of coffee in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say, like I love I like I prefer black coffee. I don't drink coffee as much anymore, but this is what it reminds me of. And I think it just really reminisces of like that great, like bold flavor profile. It tastes if you love black coffee, I think you'll love this. So Tom, you're uh, calling it an opaque black. You're you're definitely matching what they advertise on their website as to what you should be seeing for color, which is great. An opaque black, lingering dark tan head. I'm definitely getting that. Uh, you know, coffee, molasses, chocolate on the nose, sort of thing. Uh, some some interesting notes from from the brewmaster himself that might be of interest to everybody is they have they've made this with a small portion of oats in the malt to try and increase the body to give it slightly more hop character for a little bit more bitterness and flavor than most, but they did not use any crystal malt to try and give it a more robust oh. malt backbone. So that's uh, nice. just some, some notes from the brewmaster there. Yeah. I mean, this is like that's, a, that's excellent. Beer. I'm really enjoying this beer. I guess even like, um, you can just tell that it has like a, like a higher alcohol content right off the, right off the bat. It's not overpowering, but I just find that, the cobblestone tasted quite watery compared to this beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this, but watered down, like with like a cup of water poured in, to be honest. Like, yeah. This is much more of a heaviness to it. Um, but very, um, I like I like my gritty. I Like I said, I drink my coffee black. I like my gritty bitterness. Yeah. It reminds yeah, me very much. One of my favorite beers in Ottawa is uh, one of my favorite stouts in Ottawa is uh, the Darkness by Beyond the Pale. This is very much similar. I even checked just online real quick. It's the same alcohol percentage. Probably very similar IBU. I love it. It's quite good. Mm, I like this. I don't know what you guys want to give it for score, for tasting. I don't know. I'll probably kick it off right now. I really like this taste. I'm giving it um, an eight. I like this too. I'm coming in with an 8.5. I have to say quite, um, quite satisfied with this beer. Um, like my, my head on it has dissipated entirely, which is like, it's not necessarily what you see in a stout. Um, like if you think about like a Guinness or something where did that foam stays for a very long time, but, um, I like coffee forward stouts. Like, I mean, I'm going to be introducing one later. Um, and, uh, yeah, this this is really what I like in a stout. So uh, I'm giving it an eight point five. John, um, I'm going to give it an eight. I like the stout; it's quite tasty. Like I said, it reminds me of a, another one that I'm quite fond of. Um, it's it's very bitter. I would say more bitter than the, um, the cobblestone nitro for for, for sure. Um, it's got a very strong coffeeness to it. Not so much a chocolate, but a, a little hint of it. Um, um, not 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 much of a smokiness. It's it's quite it's quite good. I like that bitter aftertaste. Um, it's it's a very just a very great stout. I'll give it an eight. All right, Steve. You're oh here. man, it's hometown beer here. I I I'm gonna go with the eight and a half just um, just for flavor. There's it's the right amount of bitterness for me. There's the right amount of coffee. There's the right amount of the, the chocolate on the nose. Um, I I just I really enjoy the flavor of this, and so I'm I'm sticking with my hometown brew and going eight and a half. I just wanted to point out. Are you actually from Pinoca, Steve? I actually did grow up there. Oh, yeah. so Pino oh nice. Pin nice. Pinoca is famous for two things. It's, uh, you know, the largest stampede in, in, in Canada outside of the Calgary stampede. It's, and, uh, and then it's also where the joke in Alberta, it's also home to the provincial uh, uh, mental health Institute. So most people in town either have something to do with farming and agriculture and rodeo or, or, or uh, being one of the world leaders in mental health. So 
I am cool. wow. proudly from 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 Panovin. Nice. I don't know if you want to kick off for the C's, how this match up. I'll see if actually if John wants to kick things off. How would you oh. think this stands up? Because you never, this is like coming from a totally different province for you. I kind of like oh. to see your opinion. I'm going to say, um, let me take a look. Creamy, it's it's not, um, I, you know, the nitro stout, the cobblestone, I think had a lot more mouthfeel, like a creaminess to it. I, I find the non-nitro stouts, the regular stouts to have less creaminess, but it's, um, it's, I would, let me just, I should probably take another sip as I'm trying to, to think about it. One second. Um, I would say a slight creaminess to it. It's, um, it had some cascade at the beginning. It's very much settled now, kind of like the, the previous beer. Um, wow, very strong coffee flavor to it. Um, not so much chocolate, but a little bit. And it's got a nice, really just dark, more of a brown color, especially the head. And uh, alcohol content-wise, this is a significantly stronger beer than our last beer. Our last beer was almost like a light beer. This is a 5.6, which is probably quasi like, light, John. Quasi yeah, light. Yeah, last beer was like a quasi. We, we call it a quasi light. This is very much in the ballpark of what a stout range should be, like a 5.6. Um, I'm gonna give it. Let me see. I'm gonna give it a 7.5. It's um, it, it it fits well. It's not. I don't know if it's blowing me away like i've had with a very few small number stouts but it's it is very good and i i would like to have more of this uh beer for sure nice i want to say i want to give it a 7.5 as well i think this is has a really good tasting i think the coffee flavor profile is really bang on for the bitterness and stuff like that if you like it um the cream there wasn't as much cream to it in my opinion the mouthfeel was pretty good though still it wasn't um like I guess say over thickening or under thinning and it has a really good color to it. So yeah, I'm giving it a 7.5 as well. You know what? I, I'm actually going to do the same. I score the can and the taste really well. Like I like this beer, but I do think some yeah. of the seeds, especially the creaminess is just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not there. Um, That's I, love, where I, I think love the coffee off. bold flavor behind it, but, um, yeah, I'm giving it a 7.5. It's just, uh, I think the head dissipated quite quickly and um, yeah, the creaminess is just, uh, it's not there. Yeah. And, and you know, like, more... sorry, sorry, Steve, I cut you off. No, I cut you off. No, all good. I, I was just going to say like, yeah, the cream isn't there. The cascade was better than the mill street. Definitely more, more body flavor here with the, with the coffee. Um, Color is fantastic. Constitution, I find a little bit, a little bit light still. I like, I like to feel like I'm having a meal with my, with my stout. So uh, I, I'm going to go with a seven on this. Nice, nice overall. And on one other seat for the cost, I have to say this is a very affordable beer. Oh yeah, I have to say this had really great value. I bought a six pack of this, and like, I drank a couple before we had this podcast. But uh, I actually <laughs> used one in a stew that I made. Instead oh, of using nice. a Guinness, and I think it really brought out like a really good bold flavor. This would be great to add in for cooking, even. This has like for certain profiles. It's I'd highly recommend it. Oh yeah, this would be a good chili based beer. Oh, exactly. Yeah, Spot I, uh, on, Steve. I agree, but like if you, if I can get a six pack of a of a high quality stout to my door, delivered like across the province for a couple of bucks a can, I I think it's well worth it. Um, yeah, and on that note, I think just given that cost piece as well as the like, it's a it's a strong, um, well bodied uh, stout. I'm giving it a modifier as well. 
I'm actually going to give it the modifier as well. I think this is really cool. I think I, I really like how it's like in a really small town in Alberta. I'm pretty sure the company that I work for has something to do with transportation to bigger areas. But I think this is, I think this is a really well-rounded for if you are, if you're more of an experienced stout specialist, this is something you should definitely try. I'm going to give um, this one the uh, modifier as well too. I think, um, this one is quite good and I like the history of the beer. Like uh, it's a very pleasant taste. I'm going to say if you're from Ottawa and you've, and you find uh, the darkness by beyond the pale is probably one of the most underrated beers and you like your really dark coffee, uh, bitter tastes. Um, you'll love this one. I'm going to say I'd recommend it and I'm going to give it a modifier. Nice. So, I mean, obviously I, I want to give it a, a bonus just because it's the hometown beer, but I'm, but I'm, I'm the real reason I'm going to give it a bonus is because the brewmaster got back to me within hours of reaching out via email, which to me is great customer service and someone proud of their product. So I'm giving them the bonus. Excellent. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a really big thing that I touch on, like, even like these are like smaller breweries and stuff like these are very local to us. And I think that's really nice that they'd reach out. And I think that's really good. I'm going to yeah, kick like, I mean, off. I, um, Sorry, I still have a sip or two here. I just want to, I just want to go back and, um, and really say like this whole product start to finish. It's just, it's very encouraging to see like a small town brewery build such a good product. Like I'm a, I'm a fan. I want to just give a shout out to the Kalmash Ag Center in Pinoka. Right on. That's the new pride and joy out there. That's, I used to work for that company years ago. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that's why I kind of every time I think of Pinoka because there's a there's a they have a yard there for rig moving, so that's what I always kind of reminds me of. Besides the Pinoka Stampede, which I think if you've never been to Alberta, I think that's one of the best road uh, stampedes to go to. Besides the Calgary Stampede. Well, and off topic, I mean the, the whole funny thing having calling the Calnash Ag Center is that the Calnash part of that is bigger than the Ag Center, so the locals didn't know where the Ag Center was. They thought that was Calnash's actual building for the longest time. That there's, there's <laughs> oh really? It. It's yeah, hilarious. Calnash's building is like kind of on the mag, just off the main drag almost. It's it's really ridiculous that like these like oversized equipment that we're hauling goes down like a pretty busy street. But, but also, full, full uh, fun fun factor, too, is that the Siding 14 Brew Pub is about uh, about a three-minute walk from the Kalnash building. So if you're ever there for the Pinocchio Stampede and you're camping out there, you can literally walk to Siding 14 and try the full lineup. There's a lot of great great uh, brews to try, a full lineup, right from light to dark. So had had a nice. great time. I actually brought my oh, wow. parents there who are not massive beer drinkers, and they just enjoyed the experience. So. Yeah. And and lots yeah. of lots of cool merch. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna have to stop in there. I have a plan. So once I get once I get all these COVID vaccines <laughs> in me, like I, once I once I fly out to Alberta to visit my friends, I might have to make a pit stop. And I, I think this group needs to make like a out. small That's town so cool. Ontario, small town in Alberta, like road trip going just to these places and stopping in the brew pubs and doing these things. That Domestic would be pints only. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, brew donkey, if you're listening, uh, reach out to me. <laughs> nice. Uh, please do. That's All right, awesome. so, um, so yeah, that's a, this this is a tough one to follow, I have to say. So I um uh, I was thinking a lot about what kind of beer to, to move forward with here, and um I there's one like we have dozens of craft breweries in Calgary. They all make excellent products, like for the most part, um really enjoy them. But uh 
just I, I think I've mentioned a couple of times already how much I enjoy coffee in my in my stout that forward flavor that um I chose a Vietnamese coffee stout yeah because mm. uh like that that's very high caffeine supercharged um if you ever want to have Vietnamese coffee in the morning you're gonna have a great day because you'll be just buzzing so um this uh beer is by 88 brewing um it's been around uh, this beer specifically by 88 since uh, July of 2019. Um, nice. It's really heavy coffee up front. It's backed by chocolate and caramel notes. Um, and then there's some slight wood from chicory uh, and it's a kind of has that sweet and earthy aroma. Um, the can itself, very interesting. This whole bar is 80s themed, but 88 is the year that Calgary had the Olympics. So a lot of their I cans are branded on the, the Olympic jackets and things oh, like that. That's why. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. like, why, why 88? Oh, okay. That makes sense. But this beer, it's a, it's a very strong beer, six and a half percent, 40 IBU. Um, it is a full tall can, not a, not a narrow one. So uh, Mill Street, uh, take note. Some people give yeah. a full amount of beer. You're on notice, Mill Street. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this, you don't want to be on notice, send us stuff. <laughs> so like Vietnamese coffee is a very creamy coffee. Oh, it is has it? condensed milk in it. And like that, that makes a very creamy beer. So I've, I've loved this beer since it's come out. Um, I'm excited if you're ever in Calgary, this. definitely a, a bar to visit. It's 80s themed. They have like oh, really? uh, original Nintendos at the bar. I was just going to say, Al, if you want to mention the brewery itself, I mean, it, it, it is, it is a full backdrop behind the bar of old school, you know, CRT monitors and whatever that are playing continuous nice. of, of Mario brothers of, you know, there's, there's old school Sony Walkmans and stuff in behind there. It's a complete eighties themed bar, which for some of us is just worth the visit in itself. Yeah, the guy from the honestly, wizard is in there. He's got his power glove on. You know, his seriously, and everything's like pastel themed. Nice. Even on the can here, it's got you know the phrase "get rad." Like they're they've just embraced this. And so this is a special release beer that has been so popular that it's just been specially released since 2019. Um, so, so people seem to really like it. Um, one other shout out to the brewery. They have. Probably in the top three. I would say the best, but like some people take offense to that. Top three pizzas in Calgary. If you didn't sure. mention the pizza, I was going to be pissed because yeah. the pizza there is is top notch. That is often people have gone there just for the pizza and not even for the beer just because it's so phenomenal. You cannot order the pizza out. Like you have to go in and, and you can take it out, but like you can't get it ordered and delivered, anything like that. It's called Noble Pie. It's Brooklyn style pizza. Um, a pie is almost, I want to say 35 to $40 for a pizza. And, and worth every penny. It is worth every penny. And they, they have this hot honey that you can pour on top of it as well. But I mean, we could talk, like, that's for domestic pizza only. That, that's a future podcast. Go, getting back. Yeah, we to lock that up, that copyright. So if you try to make <laughs> yeah. that podcast, we, we got way too much We're very litigious. Here, but... So, very litigious yeah, exactly. Just, just, uh, <laughs> just launching into this can here. Very simple. You actually yeah. don't know what beer it is unless you're looking quite closely. Very close, yeah. Um, and it's same thing on the aluminum side. These are just wrapped cans. It's got a plastic wrap on top of it. Um, that seems to be another kind of cost-effective way of marketing. But um, it is kind of cool. You need to know what's what this brewery is. Like you can see 88. If you can recognize this label from far away, but like they're just different colors. So like if you wanted an IPA or something else. It's just going to be a different color of pretty much the exact same can. 
It's going to have the jacket though on it. I think I think quite a few of them have jackets on them. Honestly, they're all very '88 Olympic themed. Yep, all of them I, have I, jackets. I really like it. I'm not going to lie. I think this is like you could say that this is kind of hipster and stuff like that. But I really like the whole like the old windbreaker jack Olympic jackets. I think they look really cool, and I really like how they embrace that theme from like the Olympics being held in Calgary. Well, and if you weren't, it, it, I mean, most most Albertans probably know this being this was the 88 olympics here but even the 88 the, the the number and the font that they used on is the olympic font that we have here for calgary for the olympics so it's a nice, nice. little throwback okay cool um I don't yeah, know if you is, wanna... sorry go on john i was just gonna say uh, um yeah it's a very art forward can i'm trying to make comparative uh notes for people who are from ontario's side who don't know what the hell 88 brewing company is um it's a very art forward can it's got the uh the name of the all the can details and the name of the brewery kind of listed um on like landscape style it's very much like a collective art style can where it's like the art are very art forward and then like the beer details very uh, minimalized um very very nice looking i'll let you guys keep going on and gushing about it it's all good i'll get back to my score eventually go ahead I'm ready to write it. Do you guys? Yeah, have I mean, we got too much Alberta oh, pride here going on. We got to drink this. So before we yeah. open it, though, what what do you think of the can? What do you give it out of ten? I'm not gonna lie. I actually really like this can. I'm gonna give it a nine. I think they really embrace the theme, and I think it's really cool to look at. And I kind I like the '80s theme, like you said. Like I really think that's a really cool idea to have, especially with like the whole '88 brewery and trying to stay in that time frame. And yeah, that's why I give it a nine. I just think it's really cool and it's neat. John? I'm going to give an 8.5 uh, well-designed can. It's very art forward. I like uh, learning a little bit more about like kind of the way the can is the way it is with like the jackets and stuff like that. I didn't know it was like an Olympic nod. That's pretty cool. Um, I like that. It's, it's not overly detail heavy. It's um, it's nice. It's very stark looking. Like I, like you said, like um, I, I, I'm not aware of this obviously because I'm not in Calgary, but you mentioned like you could tell right away that this is what it is. Like the, it's got a very nice, like a, a bee yellow on it. And it's got that cool stark looking 80s jacket. And it's got the beard details very, very much cleanly listed out and more of a landscape style on the side. Um, yeah, very pleasant looking can. It's really well done. I'm gonna give it an 8.5. I, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half for, you know, it's kind of, to me, it has the same, same kind of funness as the, uh, the siding 14 had and just for totally different reasons. I, I'm gonna knock it simply because uh, for those of us, you know, who, who get the opportunity to choose between 88 beers that are sitting on the craft brew shelf, I got to literally pick up every can and spin it around to find out exactly which one this is. Cause it's only printed in extremely small fonts on the back <laughs> to make sure I'm buying what I think I'm buying. So that's my only knock on the can. Otherwise it's, it's just super fun. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to be biased cause I chose this beer, but I'm giving it a nine. I get these like, kind of like grand theft auto vice city vibes from this. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> side note best fucking radio station was on gta by city b-rock yeah b-rock was classic bad. yeah hands down but like, city. honestly it's like kind oh, of yeah. this cartoony bright colored it's 80s man yeah it's, it's, it's great it's exactly the everything it. yeah so um yeah i'm uh, i'm coming in at a nine i have to say it's 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 great it's strong. It's, um, let's get into uh All let's right. get into the Who's taste counting here. us down here All right. Oh, and Two, one. Oh, that sounded good. That did. I got no bubbling coming up here. I'm going to try and yeah. Mine's a slight bubbling, but then again, I'm in Ottawa, so. Yeah. <laughs> My carbonation is times a thousand. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it is. 
Let's see how this pours. Beautiful pour. Very nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, mine's quite carbonated, but um, yeah, beautiful cascading on it. We're going to get to the seeds later. Mm -hmm. um, I love seeing that. It's quite good. Uh, Excellent. That, that it's a similar cascading to the Mill Street, but yeah. yeah well, man. I was going to say this looked really good. I like the color of the head. It's a little darker and like has like more of like a brown leather. This is a very different consistency and smell than the siding we just had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's see how it smells. I always forget to taste to smell it. It smells a little lighter to me than the siding fourteen. It's not as. It's definitely not as pronounced. Yep. So Alex, did you mean like this is a 40 IBU? It's a six and a half percent beer. Like I just had a bit of the yeah. foam and I can taste like very strong coffee. Oh yeah. Should also note a 3.9 on untapped and a 4.3 on beer advocate. That's the average score. Some of these craft, again, the craft brewers um, versus some of the larger domestic pints, like we've had blue and Molson, you're going to have like much more reviews for the Molson's than you'll have for the craft ones. But I, I like to see a lot of what the other people are thinking and, and, and noting because, you, you know, all right, give it a sip. Tasting these, yeah. Let me know what you think. I like how carbonated this is. It's excellent. It definitely is more very uh, carbonated. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's more carbonated than a usual stout. This is very unusual. This yeah, tastes I, I would phenomenal. say it doesn't embody like the, the stout characteristics you would think in a Guinness. No. But um, they've really done something good here in terms of like having like a very coffee forward, high alcohol step. And it doesn't taste overly strong. Oh, At that's the, what I think is weird. Like this is a strong beer, but it doesn't yeah. taste like it is. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Tom. I think I was. Oh, no worries. There. I, I was, I was saying, I think, I think this was, it, it tastes to me like more like a dark IPA than a stout. Yeah. Or, or, um. Or maybe like more like a porter, quite honestly. I would give it that. A porter, definitely, Steve. It's definitely really, interesting. I like this. I actually am very surprised. I knew before this, Alex was like very cocky and how this is like, this is the winner. <laughs> he was like big swinging dick Alex. Like this is the stout. Get severe BDE. Like, like I'm getting yeah. different notes every time I taste it. The first, the first taste was like the dark IPA because I was getting a bunch of hop, and then the second taste was more like a porter. Like it's screwing with me here. Which it is, has a, it has a strong Vietnamese coffee taste. Shout out to the old Sam's Cafe on Gladstone, which it's, used to it's kind of fun Vietnamese that coffee. way though. That it's yeah, it's it's a little different here as your palate kind of clears and you get used to it again. Like yeah, I mean we are on our third scale right now, so I think we've experienced a variety of flavors today, but. Um, it's different, and that's that's why I think I like it. Like I have to say, like when I think of a stout, I think of a Guinness. Then I have another stout. I might be disappointed. It's not exactly like a Guinness, but like this is this is um. This is not Guinness like at all. Though. Yeah. This is yeah. This no. is very uh, this is very, this is imperial, if anything. Imp ah, great, exactly. And it's it's got that um, you know when we start talking about the seas here, this this feels more like a thick meal. It's, mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure I'd want more than one of these because it'd be it'd sit too heavy. Yeah, it, it's a, it's it's, a strong it's, beer and it does, it does sit um, quite heavy. I have to say like, um, I mean, I'm obviously partial this beer, so I can, I can chat like 10 different ways, but I know that you guys, uh, we all have our different views on beer, right? And I think um, it's kind of good to highlight here, but um, yeah, on taste, be honest. What do you guys think? 
I really like this taste. I'm giving it an 8.5, definitely. I'm going to give it an 8. Um, it's um, it's a very tasty beer. I don't it's it's a bit less um, bitter and dark and coffee forward, even though it's it is like a Vietnamese coffee beer. But again, Vietnamese coffee has a bit of a lightness to it, especially if you. Uh, I, I usually when I think of Vietnamese coffee, I always drink the Vietnamese uh, iced coffee. So I'm trying not to like compare it to like an iced coffee. But um, um, I'm going to give it an eight. It's it's got a nice uh, flavor profile to it. It's a nice little. It feels really good in the mouth. It's got a lot of varied flavors to it, as opposed to this the um, siding fork, it's a bit more bitter. Um, I do like my stouts pretty heavy and bitter, which is uh, not necessarily a lot of the stouts that are coming out now and trying to really market themselves are more, you know, adding like interesting, like lighter flavors. Um, but yeah, it's good. I'll give it an eight. I really like it. I just wanted to touch on, I'm really glad that Alex kind of explained what a Vietnamese coffee is supposed to taste like. Mm-hmm. If he never, I always thought Vietnamese coffee was like a strong coffee kind of thing, but I never knew that it was more of like a creamy kind of coffee. That's, that's that's a great point because how is it how is it matching up to what it's being advertised as and I think it definitely meets that mark so it's not it's not pretending to be a traditional stout it's trying to be a Vietnamese stout so yeah, uh, you know yeah. I, I think I think the fact that it achieves that and the fact that it's been messing with me on every single sip I'm giving this a a, a good solid nine. Yeah, usually you drink you drink like a Vietnamese coffee like with a condensed milk or, or something like that. It's more of like a dark roast, yeah. which is lighter, which a lot of people don't realize the dark roast is the, the fact that it took me that. the fact that it took me three or four different swigs to really it's narrow this down as to what it reminds me of. I, that 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 gets bonus points in my book. So I'm I'm happy to give it the nine. I sold the stout specialist. I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine too. I, I have to say like this is this is my go-to beer when I go there and like. Normally, if I go to the craft brewery, I, I'm pretty risk averse. Like, I tend to go on the lager side of things or the sour side of things. Um, but, yeah, I will get a stout every time I'm there. So, uh, yeah, nine for me. And then um, maybe I'll kick things off on the stout C's here. Like, I mean, I've been pretty uh-huh. critical the entire way, and I, I am going to be critical about this one because it is not a conventional stout. Um. But yeah, I think color-wise, it's great. I'll throw another C in there. Carbonation. It is weird to think about how carbonated this beer is relative to yeah. other stouts. For a stout, um, this was pretty good carbonation. Yeah, I mean, like we had a nitro stout, and this seems more carbonated than that. Yeah, you're right. Um, so that's it. Like, and I don't think that that's the benefit to it. I think it just doesn't fall into the stout seas as cleanly as it could. The nitro um, set exploded on us. That's why half yeah, the probation I mean, left there. Yeah, we're still cleaning up the <laughs> aftermath of that. But um, yeah, on the um, on the seas, like I think color, it's uh, very dark. Um, the coffee knocks it out of the park. Creaminess kind of there. Like I think the coffee overpowers some of that creaminess. Um, but uh, yeah, the carbonation, a little bit weird. I'm going to come in at a seven on the stout seas because it's not a stout. Like it, it like they advertise itself as a stout. It is a different kind of stout, I call it. Yeah, Alex, I, you know, it's not, it's not as black as black could be for me. That's, it's more of a Newcastle brownish in, in some ways, what I'm getting here. Um, and the other place that loses points is the Cascade, but on, on cream, on mouthfeel, on constitution, on heaviness, on alcohol content, on coffee, chocolate uh, spectrum there. Uh, the can, you know, all things considered, I, I think a seven is a, is a respectable mark. Great. Nice. I think this, um, 
This is really good. I was pretty impressed by it. I know Alex talked a lot of shit and I said, told him I was going to just shit all over this beer as soon as the podcast started. <laughs> yeah, we, we, had a, we had a bit of, uh, of um, back and this, this. is this actually is like a really, <laughs> I have to admit, like this is like its own variation on their take on a stout. Like, I think this is phenomenal. I would highly recommend this to someone. I'm going to give it um, an eight for the C's. Like I, minus... Like, I think it had a really good balance of the cream and the coffee, even though the coffee may have overpowered the cream. But I still think there's a, there's more cream than the Siding 14 Coal Pusher. And I think that really balanced out well. So, yeah, I'm going to give it an 8. I'm going to give it an 8 as well. It's very, um, as, as Tom said, it's very, it's got a nice creaminess to it. Um, had a little bit of initial cascade when we poured it. It, it kind of flattened out. But um, otherwise, it still had some uh, good carbonation to it. Um wonderful tasting coffee flavor not so much of a bitterness to it it's, it's a bit more lighter um color it's got a nice uh, uh, putting it like a like i was it a newcastle yeah putting it like that is like a, a good way to describe it it's got a, it's very strong alcohol wise you can really like when you sip it you can tell it's like a it's a heavier beer and it requires you to kind of sip it longer you can't just chug this thing yeah it's very very good i'm gonna give it an eight nice nice um, yeah i have to say like um it's interesting that like I just wouldn't classify this as a stout like I, they're not trying to be a Guinness and I think that could be like a weakness of some of these other ones like a cobblestone that's really trying to replicate a taste that can't be replicated like I've been oh, to the I've been to the Guinness storehouse I've, I've taken the the VIP tour poured my own pint and they have these like um, stations where you smell every input all of that stuff and it's it's um it's it's like uncomparable i would say so like the fact that we went in an entirely different direction on this beer um i'm giving it a modifier just simply for the fact that this is this we all think is good but it's also different so yeah i'm, I'm giving it the modifier i'm gonna so give Alex, it a modifier. I, sorry steve go on oh so sorry tom i, 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 I was gonna say I uh, I love that you brought this to the table, Alex. This is this is fantastic. It's a great experience and a, just a completely different twist on what we've been what we've been having here. Uh, I feel like my modifier is already in in the taste with the nine, uh, so I'm I'm sticking with that and giving that. You know, it doesn't get much higher for for me than the nine on taste, and and I th I think things have been pretty fair here. So, but but thanks for bringing this one to the table. I like it. Tom, where are you at? Yeah. I was saying like, this was, I was pretty impressed by it. I'm giving it, it from, I'm giving it the modifier. Like this was really good. I hope this comes more available. Like this is like a pretty Calgary staple, like how they advertise it and stuff. Like it's very niche to that area. And I kind of wish they would kind of branch out to more of Alberta. Cause I can't get this in Edmonton. And I kind of wish I did because it, it, it is tasty and I'm giving it the modifier. I think this is all around the marketing the whole taste, the whole, everything about this. I think this is a well-rounded, like a more above average, well-rounded beer. So I'm giving it the modifier. I'm going to give it a modifier as well. I, I think it's a, a very tasty beer. I was, you know, I really enjoyed drinking this beer. You know, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm, I'm the only one here who's not in Alberta right now. If you're from Ottawa, this is very, very much comparable to the best uh, stats you can have in Ottawa. It's quite tasty. It's got a nice, a uh, unique flavor profile to it. I like my coffee stouts. I'm a bit impartial there, but um, yeah, it's very great. I'm going to give it a modifier. Excellent. Is I'm this the first time we've all given it a modifier? Or? 
Well, I was it the modifiers? That's yeah. what... no. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, that's good. No, I was the holdout here. I don't know. Our, our guest is dissenting. That's good. Oh, we, we want yeah, our guest yeah, to yeah. You know, challenge us as well. The stout that's specialist has speaks. spoken. Yeah. He's oh, like, no, I, 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 I want to <laughs> give it the modifier, but I felt like I already kind of did in, in the taste category, so I got to stick with it. That's fair. Uh, he's, he evened herself out, though. I think that's a, a pretty good, fair way to mark of grading. So I think we're going to move on to the last and final stout. And we're going to be coming out of Edmonton, Alberta. This is Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. This is um, from Polar Park Brewing. This is called the Kodiak Island Chocolate Oatmeal Stout. And I really like, I was really fond. This brewery is actually like a block from where I live. Oh, wow. I think, yeah. Yeah, I want to just touch on the brewery itself. It is super nice. Like, it's very industrial, but it's got a nice rooftop patio that you can enjoy all these beers on. I think it's superb that they do that kind of marketing. Yeah. This was actually a patio. That makes me intrigued. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really nice. This stout itself of the whole lineup is probably one of the hardest to get because it's so popular here. That it sells out very fast. I wanted yeah, just I to kind of honestly. Sorry, go. go I on, wasn't Alex. able to find it. Like, and that that is a sign. I've asked around, and like they have all other types of this brand, but this one is very difficult to get your hands on. Yeah, it's kind of it has a very good popularity. I want to just kind of touch on the can and kind of start things off. This can shows a half matte black, half matte brown, and it kind of like differentiates a of a grizzly bear and it has the on the top of its head as a constellation and on the top of the can you can see that it has the coordinates of the constellation that you can kind of see if you were ever drunk at night and that you could kind of <laughs> you're holding the can in your hand yeah you're just like, where <laughs> you got your like star? space app open on your iphone and you're like where is my coordination that's cool yeah yeah but i just wanted to this is a 473 tall boy it's 5.4 percent alcohol with a 30 ibu this is, um, I really like this brewery because it's very local to me, but they really act on, like all the cans have this bear theme onto it. I just wanted to touch on the back that the Kodiak brown bear uh, inhibits the island of the Kodiak. I can't pronounce this fucking word, but it's like the archipelago in the Southwest Blaga. Alaska. Yes, yeah, sorry. Thank you, John. But the Kodiak is the second largest barrier. They give you like a whole like spiel about the like the the hit like the the genealogy of the Kodiak bear, and I think this is really really embraced with them. I like this color scheme. I think it really goes well with the stout theme, and I kind of like the constellation and stuff like that. What about you guys? I love this can. I have to say, I think uh, I'm like a history snob, but I'm also just like, I nerd out when it comes to these cans and just the fact that like it actually has coordinates on it. It explains everything in extreme detail. It talks about the beer. It has a hashtag. I don't even like Twitter, but I just make hashtag jokes all the time. So um, yeah, I I'm into this can. I think this is, this is a fantastic can. So if I, if I can follow up on that, so, so anything, any can that has GPS coordinates automatically gets uh, bonus points in, in the Steve books here. Uh, I love the fact that this thing's off white Ave. It's got a, got a, got a patio. That's fantastic to hear Tom. Honestly, the next time I'm up in Edmonton, I'm going to check this place out. 
I love there's got the little constellation on here, the conversion of the bear into, into like looking like a constellation. Uh, space themed, star themed. Yeah, lo loving the can on here. Some some great uh, some great features. John, what do you think about it? I am quite a fond of this can. I think this is quite a beautiful can. I love I'm I love this can. It's I love the color scheme. I love the unique kind of quadrants on it. Like they have this kind of silver um, border that goes through it, and it kind of dis dissects the space kind of cosmic coordinates and constellation theme from just the the bear arts I, I really love i really love this can it's really kind of unique in how it really kind of constructs the can in various kind of compositions um i love the, the description they give they say the kodiak brown bear ursus uh arctos middendorfi uh, inhibits the islands of the kodiak archipelago in southwest alaska the kodiak is the second largest bear alive today behind the polar bear kodiak island stout is well balanced with oats chocolate malt and Chinook hops. Hashtag Kodiak Stout. Um, I, yeah, I'm really quite fond of this. I'm gonna give it a nine, beautiful can. Yeah, Very thank impressed. you for reading, oh, yeah. John, because I really have difficulty reading. Like, <laughs> I, I, you should laugh, I, like you shouldn't be upset about that, but I didn't expect you. I, I started reading I, a book and everyone should be thoroughly impressed by that because I, everyone that really knows that. me fucking knows that i hate is it, reading is it mr strong no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm fucking reading ian fleming's casino royale Yo, oh that's amazing that's i've there always wanted to do that uh, nice. apple you if you i just want to give a quick shout out but if you're on the apple app for books you can get it for free right now oh nice <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> no. nice yeah they have a bunch of books no, Mr. But, Bond, I expect you to die. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, again, I agree with John. I give this like a nine. I really like this Beautiful. can. I think it has a really cool theme. I think it's on par with the 88 brewing. So yeah, I'm giving it a nine. Okay, so, you know, it obviously intrigued the aerospace uh, aspect of me here, which I, which I honestly love. If I'm being 100% fair... I got to take off the same points as I took for, for siding 14 for being a stick onto the can. Yeah, that uh, is you know, true. Full, full, full respect for the fact these microbrewers are trying to reduce the cost of my drinking, which I, I totally get, but I love the color scheme, love the space theme. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with an eight on, on the can on it. Nice. That's still fair, Steve. You know what? I am. Um... I think this is better than the uh, than the 88 can, which I can't believe. Oh, yeah. What? It, it is. <laughs> I, think is I think this is a brilliant can. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, we're coming in at a 9.5. Wow. 9.5. Strong. I think that's the sex damn. Use a sexy can. A sexy can. What? Okay, so, so I, I got to ask, what? where did the half point come off, Alex? You know what? I think it was the sticker, to be honest. Like, I, if I it was everything else is great. The thing is, with this sticker, relative to some of the other ones, I did not notice that until you pointed it out. Which is cool. Yeah, like, if you're staring at this straight on, you just think it's part of the can until you actually look at that overlap on the side. But I, um, I think the Constellation piece is very cool. I could see this company building, like, massive, like, um, like understanding their craft brewery. But, like, this is... This is this label's an institution. And well, and, and, like and to be fair, the, the sticker on the siding 14 uh, can is much more obvious than the Kodiak. Yeah. 
Yeah, I give it and that. Like, I just, it's honestly, very the, subtle. the constellation piece, the GPS coordinates, nine point five. No, like, yeah, like, like point, points for detail. I yeah. have to say. No, it's it's simple and yet detailed. It's fun. Well, I thought gentlemen. I was coming at you with a stronger beard. Nine and a half, Alex. That's impressive. Wow, I'm impressed. But I think it's that time, guys. I think it's time to crack up. So, it's time oh. to crack them. It's crack. Cracking time. Theme song incoming. If you want to make a crack, you can count us down, right? Yep. Oh, I'm going to count you down in three, two, one. Crack up. Oh, wow. Oh, I got to splash my beard. Yeah, that was a very poor crack. But This was a little foggy, but good. It was a it was Let's, a quiet crack. It I was think a little underwhelming. Yeah. The the cans yeah. just don't put off that noise. I think this is the thin aluminum conspiracy. Can I yeah. revisit my can score? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an aluminum truther. <laughs> Anyhow, let's see how it pours. Nice cascade going on. Ooh, it's very foamy, this looks like foamy. this looks like chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's got a pleasant smell to it. That smell is fantastic. Yeah. I think this right, pour three. is excellent. We got to cascade this and see what happens here. I just want to point out again for our external audience on, on Untapped, there wasn't that many reviews for the specific beer. So uh, it doesn't have an average review, but I looked around mostly range from three to four and a 3.8 on Beer Advocate. So shout out to. Nice. Other people. <laughs> I want to. I want to. Thanks, other I people, wanna, for doing the work. <laughs> the work yeah. I want to touch really on content. Touch the content. Yeah, I wanted to touch on color. Like this is super dark. This is like, like Forrest Whitaker naked at night black. And now like, there's this... an analogy. <laughs> yeah, darker but... than your ex's soul. Like that's... yeah, pretty much. This is like really. This is. This is dark. This is like Charlie Murphy, delirious, Eddie Murphy, black magic stuff. I would say for dark stouts, for those of you in the Ottawa, Ottawa Valley, um, one of my favorite really, really heavy stouts is a 5W30 by a 10 Brulee. Uh, I think this is quite a dark one like that. So if you like That's a really motor dark, oil, oil rating. Yes, it is. A motor oil rating. Like dark, 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 dark. It's very yeah. much in that. Honestly, this is a very pleasant smell, I have to say. Yeah, it's not overpowering. I feel like this has a light smell to me. I feel like the head is dissipating kind of quickly for a stout. It's not sticking around too long as it should be, but still sticking around. I, again, like this is super dark. This is like Alaska in the middle of winter dark. So we should also note this is the first uh, first brand-named chocolate stout of the day that we're having mm. here too. So this is going to be another completely unique yeah, this is going to give more of a chocolatey profile as opposed to the coffee profiles we've been trying, minus cobblestone. But I really like this taste. Like, this is like, yeah, it's me too. for I, like, I, I think it's a good balance. It's a good balance yeah. of, of alcohol balance and taste. It's not overpowering. This tastes super smooth. Yeah, it's much lighter than the beer we just had. Mm-hmm. Coming in at 5.4%, which is like, that's a strong lager, but like, you don't taste that. I mean, I love oatmeal, so like anything that has that like kind of full body taste, like is very good in my books. Um, yeah. 
I don't know what to think at this point. It, like I'm, I, I'm kind of confused. Uh, like I gotta take a couple of sips and figure this way. Uh, that's what I've been doing here while while Alex is mulling. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, this is our fourth stout of the day here too. So uh, yeah, my palate is broken. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're a marathon uh, podcast, not a sprint podcast. So you know, fair enough. You have to bear this in mind. It is, um, it's interesting. I have to say, like, we thought stout day, like we could have had like five different stout days. We could have had a chocolate stout day. We could have had a coffee stout day yeah. and we're switching from like we're making major like taste shifts from beer to beer. So like, I don't want to be critical of a beer just because it doesn't taste like the last beer. Cause it's not meant to taste like the last beer. Right. Um, well, and that's where that Vietnamese stout had me kind of fucked up there too. It's a, yeah, it's a 30 IBU beer. It's, it's definitely got a like kind of a lateness to it, even though like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's flavor wise, it's heavy flavor, but it, volume wise in my mouth, it, it's it feels like a bit lighter. Yeah. yeah, it's like a light. It's um, it's a quasi heavy almost. Like it tastes lighter than it should be. Quite full bodied. I like it a lot. Yeah, I don't know. My I, head I, is. I really dissipated. like this beer. It was. It just oh. wasn't what I was expecting for some reason, and I don't yeah, know why so. I was expecting something different. Like it's it's pleasantly surprising me. It's just different. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a well-rounded stout, though. Like this is, a, mm-hmm. like this is, like you know, I'm not trying to say that they're going towards Guinness, but like they're trying to make like its own flavor profile, but with that, that kind of same quality in the brewing process. I think this really hits home with that. This definitely has like the aroma, like the like the very like um, distinct aroma that like a Guinness would have, which I actually like. Like a beer that like, it has a flavor smell, not an alcohol smell. That's an interesting yeah. point. So, Tom, while I'm, I'm trying to mull this one over, like, is there a full product line from this Kodiak Island at, at the brew pub, or tell us a little about it? Like, oh yeah, like the um, sorry, like the polar. It's by Polar Park Brewing, and oh, it's there you just, go. okay, yeah, and it's like this is like right down the street from me, and it's like it's it's super nice. They have like a lot of different kind of craft beers that they make there. I think they have about like six or seven different styles that they do. But this is like, I remember we were told for this episode that we had to pick something locally. And I knew this was like the most local thing to me because I could literally, I could almost see it from where I live. Yeah. And quite honestly, like I, um, I've seen a lot in Calgary, very readily yeah, like, available. They all have this, a similar logo. Yeah. It's the same. Sorry, logo, I can. Like I They're said. just different colors. Yeah, it's just the color scheme changes, but they still have the Kodiak bear. Uh, I think yeah, some of them, so they th- try to change the species by saying, like, maybe it's a grizzly on some cans, but um, this yeah. one really, because it's called Kodiak Island. The other ones yeah, are, so, like, I other mean, I different... know they have a Pilsner, because I've had that one before. They have, like, an IPA. Um, I, yeah, there's got to be six or seven of them. They they look great. Like I, I really like the branding, obviously, because I gave it a nine point five. But um, yeah, they've got an IPA, um, Canadian Pale Ale, a Stout, Canadian Pilsner. Um, I, I believe they have like a raspberry beer as well too. Um, like I'm uh, I'm neither overwhelmed nor underwhelmed by the beer, which is you know it's 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 slightly it's it's not run of the mill in the same way that the, the Mill Street is. Yeah, it's a like, safe oh bet. Oh my god, that's super unique, like the eighty-eight or the siding fourteen. So I suspect my scoring will reflect that. But but and yet it's not an offensive beer by any means. It's very drinkable. It's yeah. Very... I definitely want to check this place out and see what else they have too. Um, yeah, I like it. Don't get me wrong. It's just um, 
Yes. Tom, when I go visit, I'm going to go visit uh, this brewery. We're yeah. going to go visit this. Alex, you We're should We're going come to, to Edmonton. Domestic Pints Only, rooftop patio. Vaccine, yeah, Domestic Pints Only Live. Yeah. <laughs> live show. If, you, if you're a craft brewery out there and you want to host us, uh, shout we, out. We accept yeah. free beer. So who wants to kick this off? John, what do you think? Um, very, very um, tasty. Um, it's It's got a bit of a, it's, it's kind of a light volume in my mouth, but it's got a nice chocolate, like a dark chocolate um, taste to it. Um, I felt the good morning beer had a little bit, bit more of a variation with it. Um, it was a bit lighter, but it had like kind of like the varied coffee taste. I'm, I'm going to stick with the eight. I think it's quite good. I, I, I'm quite partial to this beer. Like I liked the design of it and the taste is quite good. I, I was expecting more of like a lighter coffee taste or sorry, like a lighter chocolate taste, like more of like a sweeter taste. So I'm kind of surprised it's darker than I was expecting. Um, very tasty, very good. I think an eight is well-deserved. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that case, John. I always thought from this beer that it would be like more of like a milk chocolate. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to like a dark. This has like a darker chocolate. They advertise this as like a, a chocolate oatmeal, but they don't say like it's super creamy. It has like a touch of creaminess to it. But like I can has, I can taste the oatmeal to it. It's like a Saint if you're from Ontario, Quebec, like Saint Ambrose uh, oatmeal yeah. stout. It's it's that. Yeah. Oh, the Saint Ambrose stout is just fantastic. Oh. I can't wait to get to that yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. I almost I wanna... picked that for this uh, for this session here. Honestly, I was going to be in Alberta picking a good Quebec beer for for this, but went for the hometown <laughs> instead. Nice. I'm going to actually give this an eight point five for taste. Like, I really like this. I think this is like a really good, great tasting beer. I think this has like superior drinkability to it. Like, even people that like would think like stouts are too heavy. This isn't like overly heavy it still has the heaviness to it but it's like a good heavy to me so i want to give it an 8.5 for for the whole color and uh, sorry for color and taste so i am i'm coming in at 7.5 hear me out i i love this can i basically told like the like uh in, in the podcast like this was uh this is almost a near perfect can um, my favorite part about this stout specifically is, is very similar to 88 and the fact that it has some carbonation. Like, I think that's something that I actually like in a craft stout. So if they're going to, if they're going to shift away from a Guinness, which is like the flat and foamy, I want some carbonation in there. Um, I like the fact it's over 5%. Like my, my favorite stouts are always like more heavy on the alcohol side. Um, and I do think like the flavors are very well paired. Like it's not an overpowering stout. Like it's uh, it's not milk chocolate. It's not too sweet, um, but it's not too like bold at the same time. Like it is a very like drinkable, um, well-rounded beer. So I, I'm giving it a 7.5. Yeah, and, I, and I'm siding with, with Alex on this one. I'm, I'm going with my comment that neither underwhelms nor overwhelms. It's, it's a solid chocolate stout that, that's not offensive. It's very drinkable uh it has some taste it has it's not overpowering one way or another so you know if you're not a coffee fan great you're not this isn't uh this isn't going to bother you if you're not a super chocolate fan it's not going to bother you there's just enough flavor in there to be interesting uh, i think seven and a half is fair on the taste nice i think we can um kick off for the seas I think this had like a, a moderate cascade. It wasn't anything special. I think chocolate was a really good balance for it. There wasn't like any coffee, but um, color again was super nice. 
I'm going to give this for the C's, like, and plus alcohol content was really good as well. I think it was, like, this is, like, a really well-balanced. I'm going to give it an 8.5 for, like, all around, because I really like this. I think this is, like, has a really good uh, characteristics and, like, all-around balance to everything that we mark greater scoring on. Yeah, I'm going to get, I, I think, oh, go ahead, John. I, I was just going to say, I, I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's, um, it's a very uh, strong coffee, dark, co- dark chocolate, like forward beer. Um, you know, it's, it, it had some initial cascading. It's, it's very flat now. I like my, I, I'm very partial to my, like my stouts that are very heavy and very bitter, almost like a motor oil. That's why I like, I have a shout out to a tin brulee, um, the, um, the W uh, five, sorry, the five W 30 uh, beer. It's a, I'm quite partial to. Um, it's a very heavy beer, um, but like it's heavy um, in kind of its flavor profile because it's like a dark chocolate beer, but it's not really that necessarily that heavy in terms of its like um, overall um, like volume when like when it's in your mouth, it's, it's kind of, it's a f- fairly late beer. Um, it's kind of, uh, you know, I think the order of operations has a bit of effect. Like we're drinking this one last. I, I'm curious of how, how we react to it. If it was like the first beer we drank. Um, I, I put like I kind of like when we were setting up this list, I had the Mill Street uh, cobblestone first because I figured it was kind of like the kind of good starting point and we'd be drinking some crafty ones. But I'm wondering how much that would change if we had like uh, that one first or versus or even the like, good morning first uh, to, to make a comparison. Quite good. I'm going to give it um, I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. Yeah, John, I mean, your, your point of, you know, order of operations here is definitely a consideration. I'm going to, you know, when I'm looking at our C's here, they're, 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 they're slight cream, but not a lot. The Cascade was, you know, certainly no more than, than some of the other ones we poured tonight. It's, it's, it's fun. The chocolate, you know, different uh, on the, on the chocolate coffee spectrum here is, is interesting. It's definitely, you know, as advertised a chocolate stout and that, that's what I get out of it. The color, believe it or not, I, mean, I think Alex is laughing at me. I've been holding it up to the yeah. light here to try and get an assessment. And it's it's actually kind of a darker tan than a black, which for me is a bit of a strike. I like seeing it black, 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 like you're our ex of soul, as we were saying before. But it's, but it's got a nice constitution. So I, I think I'm sticking with the seven and a half on, on the stout seas on this. That's nice. Um, I'm going to come in at an eight here. I have to say... Um, the two other C's, the carbonation and cost, like this checks both boxes for me. I feel like it's a readily available, reasonably priced. I, I feel like this is a, a stout that you can you can actually have a couple of them and feel all right. Like, and I think there's value in that. Like a, the 88 stout specifically, I think we would all classify that as a one and done. Like a very good beer, but you're not drinking that all night. Mm-hmm. That's a good, uh, that's yeah, good point. I agree with that. And I think this one is, is just more drinkable. Um, cascade, creaminess. Um, I, like, I mean, I like the fact that it was very, like, the carbonation, it was very charged. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say the chocolate coffee is the part that kind of confuses me here because I don't, I don't get a ton of chocolate in this taste, but I do think it's because I'm on my fourth stout right now. <laughs> my palate has been but yeah, I, I'm going to give it an eight. And like, I have to say, uh, I'm going to kick it off right off the bat. I'm going to give it a modifier because um, 
it's an Edmonton beer. And when I think of Edmonton beers, like I think of Yellowhead Lager, and this is miles ahead of Yellowhead Lager. I don't know really many other beers out of Edmonton, but um, this was a pleasant surprise. This is also like just based on your comment about like the chocolatey taste that it has an overpowering. I think that you're trying to think more of like a milk chocolate instead. This is more of like a darker yeah. chocolate. That's why you don't get that. It's more of like a bitterness than a creaminess, but it has like a balance from the, the brewing process. But again, I'm going to give it the modifier because I think this is just because of where I live. And I think this is like a completely underrated beer and that they should be advertised more. So I'm going to give it one. I'm going to give it a modifier as well. Uh, it's, it's a tasty beer. I like the dark chocolate profile relative, uh, you know, compared to like some of the ones, all the ones we had today, except, you know, minus the cobblestone, which is wildly different. Um, strong coffee f- forward. This one is like a dark chocolate. I like the profile on it. It's like a, I can taste the chocolate on my mouth. It's like a nice, um, it, 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 very, it fits very well. Um, it's, you know, Tom's putting forward an Edmonton beer. I'm excited to try more Edmonton beers. Um, I just really think it's really, really tasty. If you like, you're really kind of like dark, dark chocolatey. Um, I don't want to say motor oil, but like, I, I like to joke around. Like when I have that, like a San Brulee one, it's like motor oil because it's literally marketed as such. If you like, you're kind of like motor oil stouts, like very much this one kind of, not totally. Um, it's 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 a bit sweeter, but it very much. This is like a in camp. Sorry, sorry, John. I wanted to touch. Oh, okay. on this is like this is like a synthetic motor oil. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a synthetic motor. That's a very good way to put it. If you like your if you like drinking synthetic motor oil, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but if you if you understand what like you kind of understand, it's like it's not totally like a purely thick viscous black. It's like it's got like a kind of a sweetness to it, um, like a dark sweetness to it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a modifier. So, I'm, you know, I hope DPO does another stout day because quite honestly, there's mm. all sorts of other ones that, that I had in mind that I would really like to, to bring to you, to you guys for, for sampling and whatever. And I hope I get invited when, if you ever do stouts part two. As I yeah. understand it, bonus marks, I'm allowed to give for anything, any reason that I see fit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the GPS coordinates and space aspect of this got the extra bonus marks from this engineer. So I'm giving it the, uh, the modifier. Yep. Excellent. All right. Nice. All right. That was a good, good modifier. Just want to say, I wanted to do like different beer for this episode. Uh, we had some, we ran into uh, our supply chain here at DPR. Our supply chain ran into some logistics issues. So we wanted to do uh, a nitrous stout from Calabogie. Didn't happen. So we, we fell on to the, um, the reliable Mill Street uh, cobblestone stout. So shout out to Mill Street for having that reliable stout available uh, all over the country so we could drink yeah. you. Um, don't, but, um, don't worry though. That, the stealth that John wanted, it's going to be on another episode. So yeah, just hang I, tight. When, when then Steve mentioned, like, I hope we do more stouts. Like I, there's so many stouts here in Ottawa that I want to feature. Cause I, I fucking love them. And uh, there's yeah. a lot of stouts all over like the country that we are interested in trying. Yeah. I mean, Steve had one option with Pinocchio, but if we would have chose Calgary, like there's dozens, I, I chose one that like I have a personal connection to. But there are probably better stouts out there. I just oh, 100%. Eat, I, I'd have to take some time off work to really explore the stout scene. Like, is that is that a mess here? Well, yeah, and all this talk of, like, crude oil. There's literally one named after an Alberta crude here in, in Calgary that I would love to have featured. Oh, it's, yes, Wild it, Rouse. It's a tremendous stout. But oh, Wild Rouse well. is a good brewery, I have to admit. Mm. I'm not even going to lie. As for, like, the raspberry, it's, like, it's a fruity beer, and I never liked fruity beer. But that one was like, I'm like, this is like fucking juice. 
It is. It's like my summer go-to, Tom. Honestly, like that's I'm oh, sitting in a pub and, and there's raspberry <laughs> on on pat on tap. I'm going for it. It's just such a drinkable, and I it's wanted to bring so their stuff to the forefront. And, yeah. And yeah, Wild Rose got bought by Socorro, but like they have been on the military barracks in um, in South Calgary for a very long time. I, I would love to be able to tell their story on this mm-hmm. podcast because the things they've done for their brewery to to preserve heritage is just very Canadian and tremendous. So. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So our analytics department at Domestic Finds Only has been working on overdrive just to try and keep up. Well, and there's a fourth time. person this time. So, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you had to hire extra staff. They pulled some overtime uh, hours to get this done. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, please, please donate, like us, do all the things that uh, will help us keep going. Here. <laughs> yes, please do. Yeah. It's donate to on keep statisticians Patreon. on staff. Yeah. Um, our Venmo. No, we don't. We're Canadian. We're Venmo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so this is this is actually a very interesting episode. There's um like I think things are quite close minus one. So um let's just go through the beer. So on the cobblestone oh, yeah. nitro, the first one, I don't think anyone was overly impressed. Um, John, you came in at a six point seven. Yeah. Tom, you came in at a seven. I came in at a six point three, and Steve came in at a five point seven. Oh, so, sorry, sorry, oh. Mill Street, don't hold it against me. No, so I, that, I it's, I rated a, it's that a fine high. beer. I think yeah, it's like but, a very drinkable beer. It's a very good, approachable stout, and I would take this over yeah. most of the beers we've had. Uh, certainly, a, you know, shout out to Malt, Malt Day. I would take this over. Oh yeah. Malt, yeah. Shout out to that drinking. As I said, as I have, no, Nikki's still open. Uh, shout out to Nikki's. But that being said. Tom, you might have rated it higher, but uh, the system works. Like we've we've developed like yeah. some pretty foolproof metrics to actually judge this. So overall, it's a six point four, and I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I rated that kind of high. Well, That's, I might have rated it too low. We balanced each other, Tom. I think six point four is a reasonable score for that beer. And then uh, nice. going into the siding fourteen, number two, John, yeah. you came in at an eight. Tom, yeah. you came in at an eight point two. Yeah. I came in at an 8.3 and Steve came yeah. in at an 8.2. So John's to blame for this one. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. So yeah. so Tom and Steve, you guys yeah. were bang on. So we averaged out at 8.2. Like your scores were Yeah, I think on that's point. a very fair score. 8.2. Uh, I agree. Yep. Yeah. I think I would That's probably rate it a little bit higher in hindsight. Like I'm comparing, I'm looking at the scores ahead. Like I'm, 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 you know, for our audience listening, I have the ability to look at our analytics department scores at a little bit in advance from when you're hearing them. Um, I think I would maybe give, I think like maybe like an 8.1, 8.2. It definitely falls in that camp. It's a, it's a really tasty beer, but I really yeah. enjoyed it. I think that's a really underrated beer and I hope that it gets more recognition. So I'm glad. Yeah, I, I mean, like now 2. that I know I can get it here, I'll definitely order it. And I mean, Tom, you did too. Like I will definitely order from there again. It's there actually go, available in stores for here. Your, home, your hometown boy came through for you. <laughs> yeah. Hometown hero. So going into 88, my stout here, John, you came in at an 8.2. Tom, you came in at an 8.7. I yeah. came in at an 8.5, and Steve came in at an 8.2, which leaves us at 8.4. Oh, I'm satisfied. I liked it. I thought that it was scary beer. That should have been an 8.5 solid, easily. Very good beer. I have to say, like, oh, but we're objective here at Domestic Points Only. We we don't... Uh, Oh, it we, makes me. I, I should have. We don't judge beers; we rate them. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, don't judge we them. Don't, we just rate them. We just rate them. Yeah, we just rate them. We're objective. I'll, 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 I'll make it up to you by buying a pizza one night. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; that was still like a really good beer. I have to admit, like that was pretty tasty. Yeah, I mean, I like this is that, that's a household staple. I have to say, um, I don't drink stouts every day, but when I do, that's what I I go to. <laughs> You're the world's most interesting stout. Yeah. 
So then going to uh, Thomas Kodiak Island, John came in at an 8.5. Cool. Sounds good to me. Tom came in at an 8.8. I came in at an 8.5. And Steve came in at a 7.8. Wow. And I stand by my lower rating on that one. I'm... Which we come in at an 8.4, meaning today we oh. have a tie between Kodiak Island oh, and led to a tie. I, which... I was so hoping that it would beat the 88 Brewing just to see, like, <laughs> fuck, fuck oh, right. No, Your beer wasn't that great, Alex. You we got two so tied. We have Good Morning. Yeah. We have Kodiak. We have Sunny 14 just below, and we have. Uh, the cobblestone stuff from Mill Street. Uh, yeah, a bit that's the below. base. So, so what do we need? What do we that. need to do to break this tie? Do we all need to have another pint of it, or what? I think no. <laughs> they, so what we're doing is we're bringing back the best of the best at a later date, and we're going to go like we've sampled oh, we some should, terrible yeah. beers, and um, oh, this yeah. almost sounds like a Jeopardy tournament. Not Nikki's though. Nikki's a good. Yeah, yeah pretty Shout much. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Probably in like a couple of months, we'll be like, <laughs> "What were we thinking on both of these?" Because we found better stouts. Like that's just the that's the way that this is going. But um, definitely, yeah. So we got two eight point fours. We have a an eight point two and a six point four. I agree with all of those scores. Uh, I think they're yeah. I think I think, I think it's a cool. It's an interesting split because I think like I mean I was very partial to Kodiak. A lot of other can. It was a beautiful can. Um, I think their can is a little bit better than the Indian can. Um, I think they kind of bring two different things to the stout game. One is like a very um, even though it's a later kind of IBU, it's like um, it's very dark, very kind of bitter, viscous, dark chocolate flavor. One of them's more of like an interesting kind of mixing up the flavors a little bit lighter. Um, not too late though. I think there's a lot of beers out there that introduce a lot of like fruitier kind of lighter flavors to the stout game. Um, but it's kind of an interesting split that I think really replicates a lot of the split we see a lot of in the, in the craft game, kind of like a, a dark, harsher, bitter versus like a, a lighter, really leaning into the kind of stout versus porter um, dichotomy yeah well and we're comparing apples and oranges here too we've got a vietnamese coffee stout versus mm -hmm. chocolate like it's uh yeah i think those were pretty on par though for their own flavor profiles I have yeah it. all right so um before we move into our conclusion for our podcast i just want to quickly say um, steve is there anything you want to plug or mention before we uh, wrap up Guys, I really had a lot of fun here today. Thank you. I think you're doing great, great job here. I love being able to sample beers with you. And this was like even more fun than I expected. So thanks for inviting me along. It was great to have you here. We really yeah. appreciate your insight and knowledge. You're more yeah. than welcome. As, as stout specialist, Steve. You have set such honor. a high bar. You've set like the, yeah. the oh, guest wow. bar. Yeah. It's a dude's, we're a dude's rock podcast. If you like dude's rock, we're a dude's rock podcast for sure. And yeah, I was talking to uh, to my family and they're like, what are you up to this today? And I'm like, oh, I have this pod. I mean, I got to get drunk this afternoon. I don't, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> no, thank, thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. No worries. You're always welcome back here, Steve. Honorary Just member of the I just want to be part of the DPO patio tour when it goes on. That's I want to say there's a few people who are interested in, in, in guesting and there's some people who are haven't probably like really fully committed yet. If you are interested in guesting or, or being on the podcast or you just want to reach out to us again, domesticpintsonly at gmail.com. Please reach out to us. We want to hear from you. We want to connect with you. We want to learn more about you. Please reach out to us. Uh, we would love to um, get some insight there. Um, anything else people want to mention before we move into our uh, conclusion? Nope, just, uh, you know, drink responsibly. Know your limit. Don't drink and drive, as we always say here. Like, 
We're again, as John likes to say, we're experienced beersmen. But I just think, I think we're just. I'll be getting an Uber. I know that for sure. But even like uh, John Aaron, me, Steve, and I, we split a stout. Yeah. yeah. Like anyone who wants to do this tour with us and walk through all of these beers, you don't have to drink the full tall can unless it's a Mill Street because we know there's less in it. But like, if if you have like a partner, a friend, a significant other, like split it with them. Just like have a split a tall can with them and. You know, uh, again, knowing your limit is so important because, like, I feel like a lot of people tend to, like, when they're younger, really binge drink, embrace binge drinking and drinking too much, and they kind of learn in a negative way, you know, what their limit is. Uh, uh, hopefully, think- if you're coming, if you're coming to this podcast a little bit younger, I hope you understand that, like, everyone has their own limits, and it's really important to, like, not just totally push yourself past the limit. It's really important to really understand where you fall with yeah. that. No, no one should feel obligated. It, it's it's often fun, and, and, and you know, honestly, I'll put a plug in here. My my girlfriend's become a beer drinker just just from exposure to me. She likes to just sample a few sips here and there. And just go, oh, I really like that one, or oh, that one, that one shit, or whatever. And it's just a great. It, it can be a, a shared experience sort of thing. Just to yeah, it's a great social. Experience just a little social experience it doesn't have to be about getting getting drunk it's just about having different uh, tastes uh, and seeing what you like yeah definitely i think there's like a stigma with like a younger crowd like i know like even like when we were younger john and alex we kind of had that stigma of like well, we could drink them. Like, if, yeah if, if, if young we used to tr- john tom and alex were talking about well let's go have some stouts <laughs> yeah, i'd be like are you fucking happen. high yeah like i, I don't I know what you're talking about that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, like I said, my, my first pint was... I always drink responsibly. I don't know what you mean. My, my first pint was the stout, as I said at the beginning. I was literally sitting in Hurley's and a bunch of my, my friends were sitting there having a Guinness. And I'm going, fuck, that smells good. That looks good. I want one of those. And I was like, that, that's it. That's my first beer. I think stout has a really good flavor profile that some people might yeah. feel that it's like kind of underrated. But I think it's it's such a great flavor profile. And I so tell I everyone that stout. doesn't really, sorry, Alec, but I was going to say like people that don't, that don't like stout, they always kind of resemble it. Like, oh, that tastes like burnt leather or it tastes just like, yeah. just like gross coffee. And I'm like, well, like stout to me has like one of the best flavor profiles ever. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. The, the roasted, the roasted oats, things like that. It's just. And so here at Domestic Pints Only, we have rigorous standards as to what actually qualifies as a domestic pint. We are making an exception for St. Patrick's Day, and we are bringing the yes. full suite of Irish beers. Oh, here, here. To, I just thought we'd like to touch on that, Alex. That episode, by this time that this episode gets out, is already done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's still worth mentioning. The beers have been purchased. But if anyone would like to hear what they should do about Irish beers before St. Patrick's Day, we are here. And we will go through all of them. You're here. The stock Irish music that's going to, I'm going to add it into the podcast. Like, um, yeah, we're going to no, have a bonus. Murphy's. It's not going to be an official like podcast numbering because we have to kind of insert it in. So, like, when you listen to this podcast, Again, we mentioned this is like as we're recording on February 20th. This is like episode nine. We're probably going to be like much ahead from when the actual release date versus when we record. We're going to try to insert the St. Patty's Day episode. So we're going to like, we're going to do it tomorrow. Or sorry, not tomorrow. We're going to do it next week. And we're going to try to get it um, available, inserted, and, and available to you guys right away in time for St. Patrick's Day. Because especially in this current moment when we're like very much like a lot of us are still not going out. We're still very apprehensive to the current um COVID-19 restrictions, it's a, it's a time for you to 
to buy beers, consume them at home and enjoy St. Patrick's Day amongst your loved ones and or you know yourself if you're living alone well and we're, we're pets, coming up friends, on the one year anniversary as to when when things kind of got got shut down for everyone's safety here it was yeah. uh, i remember it was just I, we were, weren't able to participate in in saint patty's day last year because everything was shut down just uh at least in canada just just mere days before saint patty's day hit so yeah all right anything anybody else want to plug something quick before we uh conclude nope <laughs> all right so we already gave our spiel please drink responsibly do not drink and drive do not uh, snowmobile and drive um we're experienced beersmen so um if you're gonna consume a tall can consider like if you're living with a loved one or a significant other roommate consider splitting and uh, thank you so much for listening we're hoping to reach you uh, soon next week for our uh bonus saint patty's day and very much like we will be our second or third in the episode um, timeline when we submit it on our podcast app it'll be like our 10th recorded but we're going to disrupt the timeline um, but that's okay because we can set our own timeline we're the the judge jury and executioner of how we want to uh, create our own uh, timeliness so yeah so it's our fucking podcast yeah it's our podcast and make sure even if you hate us give us five stars because uh, yeah. uh, when, make we're, sure to like on, subscribe review very i'm going to be really adamant on reviewing this podcast yes please review us and please reach out to us and and that sort of thing thank you so much for listening anybody else want to quickly plug something before we uh end thanks guys stay classy now all right take care everyone bye bye love you guys Bye -bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Minds Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on our website, www.natalierive.com. That's R-I-V-E-T. And you can also find us on social media. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at DomesticPonts and our Instagram and TikTok is at DomesticPintsOnly. And of course, our email is DomesticPintsOnly at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hiding out,